Hello and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with the Indicast.com. My name is Abhishek and uh, today we are going to talk about arguably one of the biggest news stories of 2011 as far as uh, the succession of a CEO is concerned that came this week where Mr. Ratan Tata has decided to step down and the 43-year-old MD of Shapurji Palonji Group, Cyrus Mistri, has been appointed as the next man in charge of the Tata Empire. He will take over in December 2012 when Mr. Tata retires. And joining me over the phone is Jahangir Pocha, who is the co-promoter of NewsX Channel and the former editor of Business World. And a very acclaimed journalist, he's covered the Tata Group for a long time throughout his career. Thanks a lot, Jahangir, for taking the time. Thanks. Good to be with you, Abhishek. You know, when this news was covered in the papers the next morning, there was one reaction throughout all journalists about this news. Everyone was stunned. So what was your first reaction considering that you've covered the Tatas for a significant time in, in your in your journalism career, Jahangir? Well, I wasn't entirely surprised, Abhishek, because Iris Mystery, of course, has been on the board of Tata Sons for a while. He sort of fit many of the parameters that Rasam Tata had sort of hinted at. He was in his 40s. Mr. Tata had said he'd like someone who would be in their 40s. He's uh, run a large corporation. Uh, he's run his father's business, you know, Sapuji Palanji and company. So it's not entirely a surprise, though it gets in the media, and the media often believes its own gossip. I think uh, Noel Tata's name had been foremost. And so somehow uh, there was some sort of element of surprise, but that was entirely self, you know, self-created. In the grand scheme of things, I wasn't entirely surprised. But you know, till Wednesday morning, there was no Wikipedia entry on on Cyrus Mystery. Considering, you know, the CEOs, for instance, when Jack Welch of GE had quit, it was a big exercise in succession planning. There were three guys, they were running against each other. And whereas this, on the other hand, uh, was a very guarded and a, a secret kind of a mission of getting the next successor. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd agree. I mean, I think the Tata Group's succession exercise for the first time was very professional or, you know, as transparent as these things can be. There was a committee appointed by people who represented many different dimensions, I should say, of the Tata Group, the trusts, the companies, the Tata Sons board itself, the existing management. So I think that the, the committee that had been put in place to seek out a successor was uh, pretty much like what GE would have done. In fact, it was larger than three people. It was, I think, five or six. And, of course, Iris Mystery himself was originally part of that committee, and then he, of course, we now know he accused himself when uh, he himself was um, someone who this committee turned to look at. So, actually, I was. this is the first time that the successor, you know, to the chairman of Tata Sons has been chosen in this manner. I think it's a reflection of Tata's and Mr. Tata's own understanding of how this now is a global conglomerate, and it's not enough for, you know, any one person to just pick another, as say JRD did in the case of Ratan Tata. Right. So, in that sense, it's a coming of age for the group. And how different is the situation now, now that you mentioned Mr. JRD Tata? So, when Ratan Tata had taken over, it was, a, you know, a fairly different time. There was the license Raj and the economy was just opening up. And today, it's another story altogether with 58% of the group revenues coming from abroad. So he's definitely stepping in at a time when the group is already grown enormously. So what are the challenges that he will face and will it be a little unreasonable of everyone to demand a little too much of him considering what Tata has achieved under Mr. Ratan Tata? Well, I think there will be challenges. Ratan Tata faced numerous challenges. Many of his challenges were, first of all, largely in-house. 
I mean, it's not very polite to say it, and people haven't said it much, but the fact is that in many ways, JRT Tata gave uh, Ratan Tata a very, very difficult uh, situation where you had the subsubs who were basically overextending their authority. You had the Tata group, which had very little stake in its own companies. And Mr. Tata's first challenge, I think, was to, to fix that, which he went about spending about six, eight years doing. His second challenge, of course, was making this old traditional industrial group fall into sync with the demands of uh, the new economy, which is also what he has done, you know, quite exceptionally. As you said, it's now one of it's probably India's most global group, and while a lot of other traditional family businesses in India have just faded away, Tata have retained over these decades uh, their sort of uh, premier standing, which is which is not a small accomplishment by any stretch of imagination. I think. Silas Mystery, of course, will not hopefully have the problems of the satraps or the group breaking apart because, as I said, Mr. Tata has found ways in which to glue it together much, much better than it was, you know, in the 70s and 80s. I think his challenges will be largely operational. Many of these companies carry a lot of debt. Many of these companies like Chorus and Jaguar still have to sort of fully turn around. Many companies like Tata Motors and Indian Hotels have uh, expanded into areas fairly recently and they still have to, you know, dominate these places, these areas. I think the Cyrus Ministry's challenges will be largely and hopefully purely business challenges. Right. Some are saying that although he has shadowed uh, Mr. Tata for a while, he's a little too young to be up, up there uh, handling that kind of a role. Would you agree to that? He's only 43. Well, he's my age, so I'm not sure whether that's the other role. But... Uh, I know that if I had to, you know, handle an awesome responsibility like this, it would be very, you know, yeah, of course. I mean, for someone in their early 40s, it is it is quite a task, but frankly, it's a task for any man or any person. His being young would also mean that he would approach his job, I think, with a fresh mind, with a fresh palate. And at the same time, uh, and this is, I think, very important for Tata, he, Cyrus would be a man who's also fairly rooted in the Tata ethos. Uh, you have to remember that uh, the family and uh, the board of Tata Sons has had a continuous history now of almost uh, 80 years. Uh, it was sort of in 1938, if I remember, uh, the Mystery family first bought into Tata Sons. Right. And so since then to now, the families have learned to work together. They've learned to absorb a common ethos. And that, I think, has always been important in picking the successor. I remember J.R.P. Tata, when commenting about why he chose Ratan Tata, saying, that Ratan Tata has my memory, he would be more like me, essentially meaning that that he would be rooted in, in, in the tradition, in the history, in the values of the group, which in this case, Iris Mystery would also be uh, very well grounded in. But you know, most of the insiders themselves, and in fact, your article also states that uh, even the the secretary of uh, Mr. Mystery was a kind of surprised that it was Mystery who would be taking in the reins the next year. So what is the perception of people within the company about this man? Because Ratan Tata comes with an enormous amount of, uh, let's say, for lack of a better word, a halo, uh, considering his accomplishments over, the so, over, over so many years. Is Mr. Mystery a little too elusive? You know, I can't comment on how the uh, insiders in Bombay House view Silas Mystery. I think that in the few years he's been on the board of Tata Sons, he's earned the people's respect. I think he's been very measured, he's been very mature, he's been very... Uh, reasoned in, in, in the way he's approached things. So I don't think that there's any particular discomfort around Silas Mystery. Uh, people regard him very well as a very competent man. I don't know, you know, this, 
I we live in a media world where everyone is expected to sort of uh, be media savvy and to be a public face of the company. Actually, I think there's a feeder, there's a blowback to that. I think people have become cynical of these public figures. And I think that just, for example, almost like Manmohan Singh, I think there's a certain charm and attraction to a man who sort of eschews all that and is a little bit more down to earth, is a little bit more um, real, for want of a better word. So I, I really don't see that as some, you know, big disadvantage at all. In fact, as I'm saying, that given the, the cynicism people have versus these sort of uh, flashy figures, that a nice sober man like Mr. Tata himself, I think, earned himself a lot of affection for that, for that trait and his character. Right. And, and how, how far do these, uh, the two families, like you said, they go back to 1930s and uh, they've had a, a mixed relationship. Your article states that, you know, there were times when the, the relationship was a little contentious or, you know, they had their disagreements, but they've stuck around. And, of course, uh, Mistri's family has is the largest shareholder. I think from what I have understood, from what I have understood, the Shakurji Palanji Mistri, the man who first bought the stake in Tata's money, had a pretty... Um, strained relationship with JRT Tata. Uh, I think the reasons are also fairly clear. I mean, uh, he fundamentally bought into a family company and that JRT Tata did not take very well to that. There were some family squabbles that led to Shakuji Palanji coming onto the Tata Sun board and buying that stake. Right. So, of course, there was a pretty contentious history there. But I think what's, what's interesting is that both Mr. Mistry and J.R.D. Tata over the years fell into a very professional working relationship and Shakuji Palanji Mistry never overextended his hand. He never, from all accounts, sought any anything outlandish for himself. He recognized that his stake was 17 or 18%. He recognized that the trusts were by and far the sort of largest owners of Tata Sons. He also recognized that beyond this issue of ownership, there was a much larger issue of who owned Tata's and how it would run. I think it's 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 been we've been given to understand that he very clearly told JRT he would never vote against Tata's on the Tata's on the board than he never has. And uh, it's also a fact that when Ratan Tata took over and then when Palanji took over from Shapuji Palanji, when Palanji Mistri took over, the names get very confusing because they tend to name their sons after their fathers. So right. One is Shapuji Palanji Mistri and then you have Palanji Shapuji Mistri and even now, my Cyrus's brother is Shapur, so it's <laughs> Shapurji Palanji, Shapurji Palanji. But uh, while that's caused some confusion, I think what's clear is Ratan Tata himself fell into a, a cordial relationship with uh, Palanji Mistri. And they came up with a very pragmatic way of working together, which has served the group well. Right. Uh, in terms of qualities, if I were to ask you, in spite of him being an outsider, and what are the qualities that they were looking for, uh, apart from aptitude? You know, again, I can only go by what people have said to me when I've spoken to them. I think Tatan Tata has always been clear that the first thing he was looking for was values, that he wanted someone with the integrity that it would take to run the house of Tatas. He was also very clear that he wanted someone who understood international business, because as you said a bit earlier, you know, today uh, Tatas have more business outside India than inside India. And so he was very clear on that. I would also say that he was looking for someone who would be able to manage the contending interests that are always going to be there in Tata. Someone who is not authoritarian by nature, but someone who is a reconciler, someone who can integrate different points of view, someone who can listen well to the people around him. Because that's been sort of a requirement in Tata, just because of the way that the group is structured, as I was saying. Tata cannot run with an iron fist, so to speak. Now, that's not an easy job, you know. It's much easier to be authoritarian, 
I'm not sure it's not success if they still get better results, but it's much easier to do that. And I think that this ultimately will be, you know, the greatest test for anyone running a group like Tata. You know, how will they be able to win the trust of people, to win their respect, to have the maturity to listen to different points of view, to allow people their victories when they need to, to be able to enforce their own view when it's necessary. This is the art that Cyrus Mystery is going to have to master. We will know in terms of the news that will be covered over the next few years, how uh, Mr. Mystery takes it over. But where does this leave uh, uh, Shapurji Palunji Jahangir in terms of, you know, he, he will be quitting all his entire role in that company when he takes over here. So uh, where does it leave that, that firm? You know, that's a good question. I guess, I'm sorry, but I'm not sure I can answer that. I think Shapuji Palanji and company has really done well for itself in the last uh, many years. I, it will now be run, we know, you know, by Shapur Misri, who is Cyrus's older brother. From what little I do know, Shapuji Palanji also is not a one-man company. It's, it's over the years, it's been very professionalized. It has a very, it has a deep capability. It has some excellent professionals in it. So I don't think that its fortunes are going to be affected you know, very negatively. In fact, we saw that the stocks of both Tata's and Shapuji Palanji went up after this announcement. I think that's a, that's a good indicator of where people's mind is. So generally speaking, family-run businesses have had a far more professional approach towards succession planning, which probably wasn't the case about you know, a couple of decades or even about 10 years ago. We, we saw again, let's say, disciplined approach in succession planning sometime back when Mr. Narayan Murthy quit when his retirement age came about. He didn't hang around for a long time. And your article again states that I think you had asked Mr. Tata a long time back that would you really quit in 2012? And he, I believe, had said that he would not want to leave on a wheelchair. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. There is some amount of discipline in succession planning which uh, perhaps wasn't so much the case before. The short answer is yes. A lot of what you're seeing unfolding in Tata is, of course, a function of the time. But it is also a function of who Mr. Ratan Tata is. I know. I think that uh, you talked sometime earlier about him having a halo over his head and things. You know, the point is he doesn't see himself that way. Right. I mean, he's a very grounded human being. You have to remember that he was also brought up by his grandmother. Ratan Tata was fundamentally brought up by his grandmother, Lady Tata, Lady Navas, my Tata. And in that sense, what makes him interesting and quite special uh, today in corporate India is that he's a link back to the original Tatas. In that sense, he's one of the last links we have because Lady Navajpai Tata, of course, saw Jamshedji Tata himself and was married to his son, Saratan Tata. So, Tudir Ratan Tata has been so steeply sort of uh, ground in, in, that, in that ethos that he wanted to do the right thing. And I don't think he was looking at himself in the way that the media tends to. He's one of those people who doesn't believe his own press and, you know, what the media says about him. And he just figured that this is the way it has to work for the group. That there is, that he can't do what the other chairman had done before him and just handpick someone. And just as he's done across so many things in the group, he has institutionalized things, he has professionalized them, and he has basically brought, he has designed the group very differently. You know, ultimately, and I know this is, not a word that's typically used. Mr. Tata has, Satan Tata changed the design of Tata. Uh, he's a man who's very into the concept of design and being at the root of everything. And the way he has designed the group, right, from its management structures to its incentive schemes to the different programs that it's got to the way it hires people, 
to the way, you know, companies have stakes in each other and have interlocking directorships and ownerships. That design of the group is what I think he will be remembered for, and which I hope, and, you know, many hope, will keep Tata's, you know, hale and healthy through Cyrus Ministry's tenure as well. Right. Jahi, how do you know so much about the Tata's? This was kind of a breaking news. It's a pretty long cover story, and you end up covering the whole history of Tata. So how long did it take for you to get together this cover story? You know, you're an editor. Uh, I interviewed Gupta Armon for many years. We went uh, to to college together. We, right. we were, you know, we've been students together. He called me and he succeeded giving me one day. <laughs> I thought I'd write about the 1,500 words. I ended up writing 5,000. Finally, the story is about 4,500 words. IG wanted it in storytelling form. He wanted it as a sort of telling of the history. I was not willing to write about the succession itself for many reasons. But uh, he asked me to write about the history of the relationship between mysteries and data. Mm-hmm. So it took about a day to write it, and then we went through one very nice edit. Uh, I think the whole story took about two days to write. Uh, it so happened that I had been doing a lot of research and reading on data over the last year or so for you know a couple of reasons, and so I'm, I was sort of my mind was in the place, which made it much easier to do. Great, and uh, it's it's time to wrap up. And it, for all you listeners out there, you can get this podcast on. Uh, Forbes India's website. You can comment on this podcast. You can subscribe to Forbes by messaging Forbes to 51818. And thanks a lot, Jahangir, uh, for, for this, for doing this. Good talking to you, Amishu. Great.